Welcome to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome campers to this week's Fireside Chat. Just a couple of quick announcements and we'll get to this week's guest. First off, Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preference and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind the scenes looks at the writing and editing process, two weekly shows, Lights Out, an exploration of short horror, and Midweek Weird, a 14 news update. We also have a couple of bigger monthly shows in the works. In addition to all this, you can get monthly swag bags. So what are you waiting for? Get over there. If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go find the link in this episode's description, or go through our link tree in all of our socials, and go check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, all with fantastic designs by Jonathan Dodd, Easton Hawk, and the Crescent Hair. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Our Discord is a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level, so get over there and join the fun. Now to this week's guest, or rather, guests. We had the privilege of sitting down with Chris and Tyler from Dockside Media. They're a pair of filmmakers that have been putting out 14 documentaries like a machine since they started just nine months ago. Honestly, Ryan and I felt like these guys were a couple of kindred spirits. Just this month, they released Conscious Contact, Full Disclosure, and The Ghosts of Gettysburg. These are two of my absolute favorite documentaries from this year. They're available on Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, YouTube, and the Microsoft Store, just to name a few platforms. Go watch them today. You'll be glad you did. We discuss the odd synchronicities that led to the founding of their company, and really get into what it was like to meet and interview the incredible subjects of their films. They're great guys, and we had an absolute blast hanging out with them. So with that, let's jump right in. All right. Welcome, guys. We are uh, we are joined tonight by uh, by Chris and Tyler um, of Dockside Media uh, that have, uh, they're releasing a documentary that actually just came out today. Uh, this is what? April 19th, 2022. Um, called Conscious Contact, full disclosure. Also have another uh, Gettysburg one upcoming as well this month. Uh, so we are going to talk tonight just uh, just to kind of you know see where they're at. Uh, just go over everything that um, you know, kind of they've they've went into or put into this, and you know just to kind of pick their brains. Also get that out so you guys can get out and check it out because uh, we have checked both of them out. Both are insanely solid. The Conscious Contact one, you guys like knocked it out of the park i'm just gonna say you knocked it out of the park so I, I i loved every bit of it uh but i know that's more up my alley uh jordan jordan's more so you know he's gonna be more so like that gettysburg style like more into like the history and things like that uh but me like I, i'm a huge alien buff when it comes to everything um and ufos uips like that's that's more like i said that's more my style and everything so that's that we'll probably talk about that a lot 
just because like i said that's that's what i'm feeling for sure but i do want to introduce you guys if you guys want to like come on uh, i get well i guess introduce well, your here for sure ryan i didn't want to like have to do this and call you out right away but i thought this was called the fireside chat this is fireside chat yeah and where's the fire at i was i was looking for it oh man so no <laughs> fire day i'm just gonna let you know the fire the fire's added in afterwards oh, no. <laughs> these are the secrets i pulled behind the curtain i saw how, right, how everything's yeah. being made here you gave away our tricks so, yeah. <laughs> uh now nah, that's cool thank you so much for having us guys yeah and we're happy happy to have you guys on for sure yeah I, I guess my question is, hey, tell us a little bit about Dockside. Like, where are you guys at with that? Like, where did that come from? Go ahead, from? Tyler. Man. So, again, Ryan, Jordan, thank you guys so much for having us on your podcast, man. We love what you guys are doing, talking about the paranormal and just kind of the mysteries of the world and the universe, man. And that's what that's yeah. what Dockside Media is all about. Chris and I, similar to you guys, had an idea we're both independent filmmakers. We've been doing this, uh, like, uh, commercial work, um, music videos, short films, uh, and, and stuff of that nature, but no documentaries. And in uh, and just learning the craft, getting better and better, Chris said to me, and both doing it independently, but worked on a couple projects here and there. And, uh, yeah, in August, the beginning of August, Chris said, hey, man, do you want to start filming some documentaries I was like yeah let's do it and uh, similar to you guys we thought well let's do let's make content that's interesting entertaining informative and thought provoking gets people to think man maybe look at something a little different than they're used to what they the only thing they've experienced growing up around that kind of thing so like we were gonna do the seven gates of hell which is about a local urban legend. I'm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Chris grew up here as well. So over in... Yeah, familiar Okay, with that, yep, in sure. Hellum. Yep. Uh, yep, and then I happened to see Anjali, who's a former Department of Defense Intelligence officer. I saw her story on Reddit that she was giving a public press conference in front of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. on August 17th. I'm like, yo, Chris... I feel like I need to go film this, bro. People are going... I mean, this takes some courage, right, to go say this kind of stuff in a public place like that in front of people. I need to go film it, and we can figure out what to do. And that was the that was the beginning of it. You check the history books. August 16th, we made the page. Dockside, it was Dockside Productions at the time. We went to LLC it, became Dockside Media. We've been loving that name ever since. It was meant to be. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I could just literally talk for the next fifty hours about this. So I'm going <laughs> to say that like that's him. that's how it started, man, with an idea, with a thought, and then from Anjali, we noticed Sue Walker, who's uh, operating under the at mm-hmm. Sandia Wisdom. Sue Twitter. is really, really big in the community. I mean, just even starting out as like uh, as a psychic, or you know, her. I guess her origins. Right? Yep. So Sue just Sue just clairvoyant, like, yeah, as a yeah. clairvoyant. I was yeah. having a guy bully me on Twitter today, and Sue stepped in and defended me. It was great. Wow, yeah, <laughs> she's awesome. awesome. <laughs> it was, and she only met Chris. She, she really is. Like, 
Yeah, I could listen. I can listen to her talk forever, for sure. Bro, you need to. Uh, she is a super friendly and engaging person. I can give you her contact info. You guys want to have her on? She would. That would be. She would awesome. love it. Yeah, sure, yeah. That and would dog, be she is just as personable and genuine. Like, whatever. You'll get your own experience. But I loved the idea. Yeah. Of like noticing on Twitter that oh okay Anjali's talking about extraterrestrials in a mountain base uh, out in the Mojave Desert oh okay well Sue Walker she's uh, communicating telepathically with extraterrestrials called the Ponte in the Sandia Mountains in Albuquerque New Mexico and reached out to her hey yeah would you uh, yeah, would you want to? Yeah, would you be interested in sitting down for an interview for, for us to use in a documentary? And she was like, "Yeah, dude." And so I go flying out there, like, bro. I literally, she was like, "Oh yeah, we'd love to. That'd be great." Um, I was like, I don't know if it was like two weeks later, like within a week or two, I'm there, bro, in her home. <laughs> well, that, that quick, yeah, that quick, crazy. dude. We had yeah. this doc done since November, dog. Whoa. We're here in April. The whole thing is you said you guys getting it picked up for August? distribution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's quick. That's, that's, so yeah, now that's, now that's that awesome. we have the connection with distribution and 1091 pictures. First of all, 1091 is is huge. Like that's that's such a cool like such super cool that you guys got that avenue to go through. Is they even did uh what was it? Kevin Smith's yeah, uh, clerk. Yep. yep. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. So, like, I see, like, you guys tell me 1091. I was like, holy shit, that's cool. Like, they're actually doing something, you know? Like, that's that's massive. Dude, thank you. We pooped our pants. I mean, we manifested that, dog. We, like, we looked, you know, we, like, looked it up. It's like, bro, we when we shot, even after I shot Anjali's um, press conference, I, ran, I drove my butt home, bro. I had a trailer cut within two hours, dog, from that. <laughs> And I'm like, Chris, we got something, dude. This is nasty. So at that point, uh, or I think it might have been after the Sue Walker interview a few weeks later, but I'm like, bro, uh, looks like the the most popular UFO alien documentary, the phenomenon, was distributed by 1091 Mm -hmm. Pictures. That's who we need. And from that point, bro, we threw it out in the universe, manifested it, you know, like we we obviously had to do legwork and contact him, but... I'll be damned, bro. They picked that up. The ghost, so conscious contact, full disclosure, the ghost of Gettysburg, and we just submitted Secrets of the Sasquatch. And we'll have that, uh, should be early summer. And then in plain sight, the intelligence community and UFOs, we have one more interview to log for that. And Chris will have that cut, uh, man, within a month. Right, and we'll have that coming out. I don't in, like in to. The I, yeah. Chris, I just think you do it in two Maybe weeks. Not Chris, you can do it in two weeks. A month is plenty. It started out as six months before. Now it's down to a month, and now it sounds like it's going to be two weeks. Now yeah. it's two weeks. <laughs> I've seen you do it. No, that's awesome. I mean, you got you guys already have that much lined yeah. up. Anyway, and we actually did another one as well called uh, Second Chance, but that's not being released anywhere right now. It's a, more of a local. Uh, thing that we were kind of contracted to, but it was actually one of the first documentaries we put together. So, since I guess that was probably July or June, that was we started editing that one. But since then, you know, we have four done, and a fifth one that's about to be you know wow. edited. So, yeah, that's a pretty incredible rate. 
Yeah, we moved pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, that's, like, that's awesome. I think I think what it is is like the hustle there. Like you guys commented on it. Like Tyler got a hold of Sue, and then all, like in the next week he was over there filming it and back. And that's kind of how we move. Like once we lock someone in, we we hustle and we get it. We we get out there, and then it's just a matter of like. Because I'm not even there for all the interviews, so it's I trusting Tyler's judgment usually for that, where he's like, I think we have enough here. I think there's enough here. Yeah. Um, and then for me, it's like I take these interviews and I plop them on a premiere timeline and I just start kind of listening to them. And with Conscious Contact, mm-hmm. it, it worked out really well because I think, uh, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you guys have seen it, but it's like interweaving interviews and, and stories. Um but what worked out? Yeah, I really, I really like the way that you pieced it all together. Like, Thank and it kind of comes back to each person. And but yeah. during those times, they, you know, they're talking about usually similar, similar things, um, and not necessarily mm-hmm. always using the same language to identify these things. But like the same concepts are being described a lot of times, which is cool for me because uh, these are like five unique individuals who don't even, you know, some of them were aware of each other, others weren't. But yet they're still t- talking about similar subjects, but it, from their own perspective. Yeah, and that's kind of fascinating. Yeah, they kind of corroborate each other, Agreed. incidentally, yeah. right? And that's—I was going to say—I know that there was one point where like Sue Walker was talking about Anjali, like her yeah. talking, you know, talking about like during that press yeah. conference. Um, you know, so like it kind of meshes, yeah. like everything kind of just meshes together really well. Yeah, and it seems like I don't know the it was like synchronicity there, whatever. Uh, how we stumbled upon all these people, right, Tyler? Like it just kind of mm-hmm. worked out, and the cut was super easy to do because of that. Like maybe, like I just did Secrets of Sasquatch. That one felt a little bit more th- difficult. I don't know, just uh, maybe because it was the subject matter. Um, I yeah. think it did end up coming out really, really well. I'm really happy with it. But Conscious Contact was just like, I don't know. It was everything just came together really easy for that one. One thing I can say, though, if you guys like need somebody to watch the, the Secrets of the Sasquatch one, send it our way. Like, cause, I mean, obviously with us being in the 14 yeah, we'll community... Like that's a that's something we talk about all the time. Like, I mean, obviously, like it, our our podcast is focused like on like like everything fourteen, mm-hmm. you know. So like we're we're not limited to like you know whether it be aliens, UFOs, UAPs, like ghosts, altergeist, you know, demon like demonic possessions. But like we also focus a lot on cryptids okay. and like whether or not these things are cryptids. And we have a, we talk a lot about like Sasquatch specifically. Whether or not it's cryptid or alien or something spiritually, and you know, so like, I would love to see what what take you guys went on that. Like, went with that, dude. Yo, hey, we'll send it to you. Yep, you got it, man. That would be awesome. You got. You're That'd getting a awesome private a private link, man. And we'd <laughs> awesome. love to hear. We'd love to hear what you guys think. And yeah. dude, Chris, maybe we'll have to have you guys back on after dude, that. We love it. Sure, Bro, sure. we're like doing this all day, every day. So <laughs> as many times as you want to have us on, we'll keep cranking out great docs and we're not we're not gonna like yeah we just like chris said man all these things bro it feels like there is maybe some sort of invisible force guiding hand maybe the ponte i don't know but (laughs) the way all this came together man i love that concept too though like like just and that's and i know like talking about like we talk about sue walker because like I'm a 
definitely a big fan of her, like I said, as an individual. And the way that the in in this doc, this conscious contact doc, like the way that like she like was portrayed, and then her entire story talking about starting as a clairvoyant, and then hearing this, they're they're watching uh, what was it like? America's Got Talent, I think. Yeah, yeah, America's Got Talent, talent. Yeah, and she also she just hears this voice like agreeing with her. And like looks out and it's like coming from this mountain, right? And that's like her open like her opening to this whole other like this whole other thing that she's never right. been like exposed to. A whole to new before. chapter of her life opens up right there. Exactly. And I dig that so much. And like the way that you guys were actually able to like show that is like so just it, it was like I said, it was just done really well. And it was very Thank like you. very subtle, but at the same time, like you know, it was very tasteful. I right? appreciate that. Um I mean, I, I think I, I was talking to Tyler about this actually earlier today, though. Um, but it's like one of those things where I'm not a big documentary watcher, especially of like the supernatural documentaries. Like, I'll, as you're as you're as making a, documentaries, yeah. but I, <laughs> how it happens? But right? I, yeah. you know, I'm a huge horror and sci-fi fan. That's my that was yes, a, that's what same, I love. For sure. um, and I've made you know 14 short films working on my narrative feature right now which is we're going to be shooting in September so I come from a narrative you gotta say that name I call transient it's called transient (laughs) Uh, yeah man plug that stuff for sure yeah (laughs) so but I mean I come from a narrative filmmaking and that's what I always liked so I didn't when I started cutting this documentary like I didn't go into it with any sort of uh, uh, you know I didn't want to homage anything I didn't have any techniques from watching tons of documentaries because when i'm doing narrative filmmaking it's like you have these things you're pulling from you're like oh oh yeah i want to do a shot like this because it's probably from something that influenced me but i didn't have that you know so i kind of edited in a way where i was like what's this something that's like really entertaining but also gets their their points out um you know what i mean so that's why it does jump around in that format and that's why if you watch it like there's not like probably more than like two or three or four seconds before it cuts to a different angle or something mm-hmm. to keep the viewer in the seat and entertained yeah and it, it, that's it's all like tasteful editing but it's also like i mean it's especially when it comes to like indie films indie documentaries and things like that like those are probably my favorite because you know like when when you're when you're writing it when you're recording when you're filming and everything you're going to take the approach that's going to be most tasteful that you feel is going to help the viewer Mm -hmm. stay in tune with it right and stay actually like into it versus like 100 when you're at that level you're you're i guess less jaded and more concerned with with your art you know what i mean like yes you you don't take for granted that that you're going to have an audience right so you really 100 percent yeah yeah so you really put the work in and there's an element to where it's like i i kind of make things that i like and so it's yeah. just like i'm i'm also viewing me as the audience so like what what is cool yeah. to me i guess is what comes across a lot right i mean you're you're best critic yeah, right some, yeah yeah harshest yeah, that, critic that's for sure we yeah. have to remind our, exactly we have to remind ourselves of that sometimes too like you know if, as long as you're making something you enjoy right then chances are you're going to make something that others are going to also enjoy right. as well yeah because you're going to be that that much more critical on it yes and for this though it was important for me like you watch reality tv and 
I mean, there's people that are oblivious to this, but like that is all like manufactured. You know what I mean? Like they take those moments out oh, of context yeah. to build a narrative mm-hmm. they want. Yeah. And that's not really what our goal is because we didn't come into any of the interviews or the ideas in any of our movies with like, this is the story we want to tell. We don't have a story. The story is whatever these people tell us that we are able to convey in an entertaining way that not only gets their story out and heard, hopefully, and maybe opens people's minds to it, but it's also, you know, entertaining. So, like, <clears throat> yeah, that was my point. Like, I, you, we didn't we didn't approach anything in a way to formulate something that wasn't there, if that makes sense. Right. You didn't start yeah. with your yeah. conclusion, right? Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And even the name, Conscious Contact, Full Disclosure, I mean, Dockside Meet, all these things literally, you know, were just like, felt like ins- pure inspiration, man. Like, the narration and stuff, like I tell Chris and have mentioned on the other podcasts, dude, it blows my mind, like, because I've always thought, ah, dude, the people that write narration, the people that write books and are authors, like, they're... I don't know. That's what they were born to do, right? Like, I can't do something like that. And so to be able to write, like, these cool words and narration, you know, that helps. And, and like, again, that stuff is all written. Man, I'm trying to think, Chris, like, most of these, sometimes Chris gives me some of the edit to look at. Some of it, I'm just driving down the road, and I'm like... It just comes to me, man. And I'm just like dictating in my phone or whatever. Boom, send it to Chris. Like, yep, potential narration. He like logs them and then he just, boop, goes and send, you know, send, sends them off or, you know, we get them subcontracted. Our workflow but, is a Facebook Messenger where Tyler messages me a bunch of stuff and then I do that little thumbs up image. That's, and that's what he does. Our, our form of communication. <laughs> but it's, yeah. Hey, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> it And we crank out a ton of work. And I hope that people, you know, aside from, like, just thinking about this awesome topic about, hey, are we alone? Can we communicate with extraterrestrials tel- telepathically? What is consciousness? Yeah. The, um, and different things like that. Aside from that, so I hope people like you who went and created your podcast out of thin air nine months ago, and now you've got a s- smooth, like flowing show um you've got good audio quality like all the things that you've done to grow like we have people seeing in our doc too it's like bro if we didn't tell you most people would probably think this was made by some large studio or something with a ton of money it's like right the quality is definitely there it's like bro these are these are um now, like, it's a decent amount of money because we have a decent amount of cameras, but they're like Sony APC crop sensor, right? With Sigma Prime lenses, um, a Mavic 2 zoom, right? It's all, it's all consumer-grade stuff, though. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. consumer-grade, though. It's like, bro, any, you know, and you don't need three cameras. Like, we like, you know, we or we like the extra cameras because more angles and, and uh, dude, we've even upgraded, like, if you noticed in The Ghost of Gettysburg, so from Conscious Contact Full Disclosure to The Ghost of Gettysburg, uh, Chris was a lo- on a lot of the f- or all the filming for The Ghost of Gettysburg. But so we moved to two static tripods on the subject and a third one on a gimbal with slow movement, right? So we're just mm-hmm. constantly like evolving and trying to make a better yeah. product. And when, like I said, if people, s- s- yeah, when they see this, yeah, they would be like, wow, dude, that's insane 
And that was, like, mostly it was just all, all that footage is pretty much all footage I shot myself. Like, I'm running two cameras and the other one, or, well, not in that, yeah, but, and the other one on the gimbal. Um, like, at, at the Anjali press conference and stuff. So this is stuff anybody can mm-hmm. do. Like, I'm nobody special. Chris is nobody special. We're, this, we're just people who had, like, a real big passion for filmmaking and we just kept doing it enough times that we naturally got better at it along the way and uh so we hope people you know whatever get into whatever that fires them up and tries like new things because i think they would surprise themselves with what they could accomplish man i it's it's still like i said it blows my mind 1091 pictures pick this up right and these other docs like the fact i'm telling chris i'm like bro how are you not floored we know we know filmmakers who would kill to have one documentary picked up by a legitimate distributor yeah. in their lifetime. I'm like, bro, we got three right, in three months. Cute. This is the shit dreams are made of, and it's okay to feel good about that and like want to keep going and make more. We don't need to stop. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is my excited face. <laughs> That's pretty much I saw. I told him I don't get excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it also comes down to that, like, that old saying, right? Or it's something similar to, like, doesn't matter what you have, it's how you how you use yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the most apparent things that, like, I've seen with what you guys have put Thanks, out. Man. That, that's you awesome. Know, that, we, that we've at least had. Ghosts sure. of Gettysburg has some, like, truly beautiful shots in it. Dude, like, that, it? that movie is yeah. gorgeous. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. I- I am really proud of that B-roll footage we shot mm-hmm. with Don as the reenactor on the battlefield. Yeah, uh, and I mean a lot of that—that's that's probably one of my favorite parts of the oh, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's great. It's set up so yeah. well. Uh, I mean, t- Tyler specifically chose certain times of the day that were frustratingly annoying, yeah. but <laughs> man, it looks so beautiful. Yeah, and I was really proud of the color grade I did on that because mm-hmm. I think oh, it was a yeah. big step up in production quality there. It's so just atmospheric. And yeah. man, we did a it's... camp out all night. We pulled an all nighter the night before where we shot the the, the seance and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we shot mm-hmm. the B roll uh, of the reenactors like that next morning at like, I think the park opened at six. You know, yeah. we could get yeah. in there. Wow. And same deal, bro. Like serendipity, I don't know, right place, right time. Like the fact that the current National Park Service right? yeah. laws indicate that you do not need a, com- a permit uh, for commercial filming like if you have a crew of five or under it's like wait wait what same deal like how we shot the footage in dc public press conference it's national park land mm-hmm. like this is I, I, dude it's just crazy like we had to look into this stuff right because we want to do this leak but i'm like dude this literally just went into effect like like a year or two years ago or a year ago like we couldn't have done this before we would have had to do all these permits and applications and just hope and pray and it's like dog we can like it's insane bro and i love my man uh jordan who loves history dude i was not super fond or appreciative of history growing up and i remember my dad my parents taking my brother, sister, and me to the Gettysburg battlefield because it's only like an hour away. Um, when we were like, I don't know, 10 or whatever it was. And just not, it was like, okay, but it was kind of boring. Didn't appreciate it. And now, dude, to go shoot that footage and you're standing like at, you know, sun rising. We've got Don Allison 
in like Civil War, yeah. like Confederate dress, and he's an author and historian. So I'm like, yo, Don, what what are these people looking like? What would we be looking at? You know, on this morning, right way back then, he's like describing all this stuff where the soldiers were, right, and where they're coming, and it just like it gives you chills because tens of thousands, you know, people like or ten thousand people like dude bled on those grounds and shit. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, just standing at like develop a whole level of appreciation. Yeah. I think as the more just you like get standing older. at the center of a turning point in American history is like you're like mm. in it. And I know when you go to places like that, you can, like, feel it in the air, you know? It's, have you been there? I've not made it to Gettysburg. I have. Yeah. It is it is cool. It's so weird, the landscape there. It, just, it really it's, is, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It just definitely feels weird. And I was I was the same way, Tyler. Like, I remember going there when I was a kid and being like, oh, yeah, cool, field. But when you go there now as an adult, I guess it's just like, yeah, growing up a little bit, It's it definitely has a weird feeling to it. And same thing with camping out on the haunted uh, at the haunted trails of Gettysburg. I mean, it was just a that would have been pretty awesome, though. I'm just gonna say, means it camping out if you don't go to sleep, though. (laughs) Well, you maybe he maybe set up the tent and then he maybe put it away. Yes, you're right. (laughs) That's what we did. But yo, we got one speed go. We get there at like eight or whatever, eight thirty. All these and. We just, we had to, like, we, Chris and I, did not stop, bro, until we finished the B-roll the next morning. And I mean, like, we like, hey, Don, Allison, okay, boop, we're getting this stuff set up in the basement. All right, we got to get lights set up. All right, we got the Phasma box. Um, Cool. All right, guys, telling the other people, hey, you guys got to hang out, chill, make some hot dogs, whatever, Uh, eat some food, drinks. We're going to do this, you know, interview. Then we're going to come back. Do the seance. And then after the seance, then we're going to like Lisa. We're going to take you for a hike. And it worked out perfectly where we got Desiree's interview, like the last one at like five in the morning. And I'm like, so did you really get all of that footage in an entire one night, like less than 24 hour span? That's not saying not not all of it. I went out. A couple okay. days. I was gonna. Say, like, I went out like two separate days. I'm just talking for a little bit of drone B-roll and like, yeah, and static yeah, yeah. B-roll, but oh, yeah, you know all right. the interviews and stuff, and any B-roll with people wow. in it. That's impressive. It's yeah, hustle. Yeah. All the reenactor B-roll, all the interviews, all the sound, pretty much everything except the drone footage of that bridge, and then a few shots of of, yeah. nat- of nature. Yeah, but yeah, it's majority. Like we started at at the uh, the inn at Lincoln Square at 11 a.m. and we interviewed Amanda Thomas from the Haunted Trails of Gettysburg, and then we interviewed Gus and Hillary Zucco, who own the inn at Lincoln Square, right there. And then we inter did we interview somebody else there too? Yeah. Uh, oh, Don Allison. Don Allison. We interviewed Don the first time there. Yeah, we interviewed him at two spots. I, I don't know if when we were, were doing that one, if we were like, we're doing it all in one day. I think it just kind of like, well, we in, like Hillary and Gus weren't even planned. They were just like, yeah, we can talk about stuff. And then they had all these like interesting stories to tell. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, and Don, we had so much with him. And so, like, I don't, I think we were just like, I think we have enough here after the night. Um, it kind of just worked yeah, out. Yeah, it was like, like 
Yeah, that's awesome. And, and we do great. something similar with Secrets of Sasquatch, although it was over two campouts and stuff. But it was like, oh, there's like this story here of these people going through the night as well. Um, so and that that's more prominent in Secrets of Sasquatch, where they go out on yeah. a Sasquatch hunt, and that kind of is it or broken up with interviews and stuff. But it's telling like that story as well. So I don't know. We call those kind of like the adventure documentaries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where you get sure. to like do an activity because how many people get to say they like went and did a seance on like <laughs> the battlefields of Gettysburg? Yeah, you know I mean? right, man, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're we're over here like trying to like plan out like paranormal investigations we can do yeah. in like our hometown and stuff. Like to be able to do something like that would be huge. It was awesome. That would be such a cool experience. Well, you can do it, and, and for anybody listening out there, and this goes for you, Jordan and Ryan as well. Like, yeah, follow at Dockside Media because we put these, you know, like we just put out these public posts. Like, hey, uh, I'm doing a Sasquatch camp out out at Forbes State Forest, man. Who wants to go? We're filming a documentary. Same thing uh, with like the camp out. Hey, we're going to do a haunted camp out, man. We're making a Ghost of Get the Ghost of Gettysburg documentary. Who wants to come? We got like ten people. We got or eight or ten people to show up. Yeah, we didn't know any of those people. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just kind of showed up yeah, for our Facebook posts. <laughs> yeah, bro. So like same. So we're going to do one here. We got after in plain sight, uh, the intelligence community and UFOs. We're probably going to do one on, uh, um, on a haunted cemetery. We'll call it the ghost, in, uh, ghost in the graveyard. So if you guys want to camp out with us at a haunted cemetery, and then we'll have to interview experiencers from there. And then also, I think we might do one on course, reincarnation yeah. and past life regression. Yes. Yeah. We, if we do a adventure style thing, we like to have people who are like just like interested in experiences, so you can get their like feeling right. the whole thing. For people that are like passionate within like that type of you know in the community, exactly. right? Yeah. And then and then also you know like more uh, I don't know. Like we had Don Allison because he was like a an author of history, but also you know mm-hmm. had experience as well. So somebody who has like credentials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think but, it you know you can hear the very passionate people's um, perspectives who would just like have a love and interest in this subject. When you hear people who have been like investigating it and stuff, I don't know. It just gives you all different perspectives for the viewer and stuff like that. I love Don Allison's yeah, story specifically sure. that you know he was like a, a you know a journalist forever, right? And that he like had these experiences and didn't want to write about them because he's like it'll ruin my reputation. Like yeah. people are, would think I'm yeah, crazy. Yeah. I built my reputation. On being a well-sourced, invented journalist that's putting out factual information. So for him to take that leap of faith, and I believe his wife encouraged him, like, you need to, and others, um, he just makes for a great, yeah, just made for a great and interesting interview. Especially because he's, like, an historian as well, right? He's been researching Gettysburg, Mm -hmm. like, forever anyway. So it's just, it's such a... Fascinating. He has a fascinating story of how he got into it. Yeah, I think putting him at the core of the documentary was huge. Like his, like you mentioned, his credentials and mm-hmm. like the the wealth of experiences he's he's had. It like really is yeah. like the anchor of the documentary is his his story. I was particularly mm-hmm. moved by I I forget her name, but she's like a hospice nurse. Lisa. 
Lisa, yeah. Her story was incredible to me. Just like the idea that she goes out and just sort of walks these battlefields and feels this. Yeah. She like feels this connection, the same sort of connection she has with her like hospice patients. Right. Like I think her, her line was something about um, like easing the transition or making the end of life easier for people. Right. Yeah. I I really enjoyed her part. And that's why, yeah, she feels maybe she, she was called back to Gettysburg. Right. Because like to help, Ah, oh, help these souls and spirits. Yeah, dude. I remember when Powerful. she started crying, and yeah, like we were, it was not expected at all. We were just filming her. Yeah, like we didn't. She's we're like, just tell us, tell us your story. And she, just, we just started walking, and she just started talking. We had no idea what she was gonna say. Uh, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that is for sure. Now, um, before before we kind of bring this back around, because I also want to do talk just a little bit more about conscious contact. I know we've been kind of on mm-hmm. the Ghost of Gettysburg, Gettysburg kick for a minute, because I know that's what you uh, you guys also have coming up too. Yeah. Like, we want to make sure we're promoting that too. Um, I know Jordan, you said you had a couple like couple talking points when it comes to like the Ghost of Gettysburg. Is there anything else you want to kind of yeah I, briefly brush? I on? really was mostly curious about like the Danner House, the um, oh, what's it called? The inn at Lincoln Square. Mm-hmm. Did you guys? Did you guys personally have any experiences while you were there? So we didn't have anything at the Danner house. house. We did have um, when we were there. I forget who it was. There was a couple people who told us this. They were like, "You're going to have electric electrical experiences. Like your your electrical devices might not work and stuff." Like equipment may yeah. malfunction and stuff like that, right? And I had just gotten this external battery that I use for like shoots if I need to charge cameras and stuff. It's like a big battery; it's like five hundred bucks. I used it on a, a dance recital I shot that was outside once, and it worked great. And I bring it to freaking Gettysburg, and I go to turn it on, and as soon as I turn it on, it shuts off. I'm like, no, come <laughs> on, like. <laughs> Tyler has this uh, coffee maker. What are yeah, the exactly? And Tyler gets out his coffee maker that he he brings along, um, hooks into his car. Wouldn't freaking work either. I was like, "What the heck's going on here?" So that was a little weird, actually, because <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty superstitious or not super like I'm skeptical, just a little suspicious. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty skeptical so i was like ah, okay i need to experience something is what i need like i need to see it um yeah. and there was that like i don't have an explanation of why those things didn't work like it seems it, maybe it's just coincidence but it was weird that they like a few people said that to me and then it and then it happened yeah like i'd say that in itself is pretty damn yeah. compelling right yeah 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 it's it, i don't have an explanation for it that's for sure yeah, that's that's strange. I thought you were going to ask if we went if if Hill if uh, Gus and Hillary uh, metal detected the basement yet? They they okay. have it. Yeah. Oh they yeah, they, they, he had mentioned that he he got the metal detector. Like, did did you ever find out? Like, did they actually ever do anything with that? So he still hasn't done it. I've okay. been communicating. I've like reached out to him and just mentioned, hey, uh, yeah. If you guys want to metal detect that, let me know because this documentary's coming out. I'll come film it. We'll cut it into something because just 
people yeah. are into this stuff, and yeah, that's something I mean, they where they're going to be like, like, well, hold on, dude, did he ever metal detect the basement? What I got to yeah. Google this. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to film it. We'll see. I can't believe yeah. he wouldn't uh, do that. Like, there's probably like valuables and stuff down there, right? I mean, like we make jo- we make jokes about other uh, uh, ghost investigative shows. I won't bring the name, like bring the light any names, but they do like these little things where they go even under their staircases. There's a pile of dirt, and they find some, you know, like they find like a, an old corner. They're like, oh, it must have been a ghost or a demon, like you know, like little things like that. Um, so I'm surprised, like especially that, like yeah, like why wouldn't they? especially? I mean, they're like, sort of like that stuff, right? They're their their spot is sort of billed as like a a haunted location. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. so like, you'd think that they would have like they'd be going to all lengths to find a, to find things that contribute to that. Sure. Right. I, I would be. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. it's it's in Gettysburg. I think there's every building has a history like that. So I don't know. If they necessarily like advertise their place as haunted. It's just that they get a lot of people report back that yeah. something weird has happened. But I could understand people them not right. wanting to, too, because it's a place where people can stay. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Gettysburg, people, they just kind of operate under the assumption that every building is haunted. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the play, like the entire area is notorious for that, yeah. right? Like, you know, what? Like, what's the assumption? Yeah, we're probably going to find something. Yeah. But is it going to make a difference? Right. right. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. I also really liked the the story that um, that Don Allison told about their first experience at the bridge, mm-hmm. right? Like he and his son. Um, I like that he he started from he's a, a an experiencer who started from a skeptical position, like mm-hmm. a highly skeptical position, like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier. Like he didn't even want to write about it originally, but like that experience where the communication starts coming through the ghost box right and eventually after it cuts off he sees another group on the other side of the bridge and they're starting to get some like it's just a super compelling story yeah i agree yeah and the, the bridge is interesting as well like i mean tyler shot it with that drone and it looks it looks creepy in the movie yeah um but yeah, I, I remember going there as well. It's it's a you know there's like a energy. It's just weird being on that. And that's where the medium Jesse had her experience with her friend in that photo, right? It's just mm-hmm. a it's you know it's a haunted oh, photo. It's a haunted <laughs> photo. Was wild. I don't know what else to. Yeah, that that was really cool. Like, and I know uh, he had also been he had he had made a comment saying like, yeah, like they told us they're gonna take you know we're going to this bridge, and I I was hoping we we're gonna go to like you know, this old like hospital or something like that. But like you have all this stuff that's going on that's like so like so impactful when they're on this bridge, and like Jordan mentioned, like they also as they're wrapping up this other group that's also getting that much more mm-hmm. you know like that much more like activity that's going on like yeah I mean it just makes it like that much more like hard hitting posture awesome. yeah dude we're glad you loved it so I, I yeah it was super solid I had a sure. question about um, when you filmed the press conference going back to conscious contact alright I was um, gonna say now we'll, we'll kind of retouch yeah, on yeah. that cause I have a couple questions and I don't want to hold you guys oh, up we love this long, dude but... we live for this shit Awesome. Did you have any opportunity to like to did Anjali stay and t- 
talk to anyone after her press conference, or was she just out of there when she was done? Dude, great question. Nobody's asked me that question yet. So, she did stay afterwards. Another, there was like a vlogger there who also threw a lav mic on her. Like, I had a lav mic on her. I contacted her before. Also, I can't show it, but I think if people dig enough on Twitter and whatnot, they can find it. But, dude, like, when I reached out to her, seeing that she was doing this press conference, asked if I could get a lav mic, saying, hey, we're going to, you know, make this documentary, we're going to film. She sent me her CV. So, dude, listeners, try and find her her CV, like her resume or whatever CV stands for, whatever the Latin version is of, like... (laughs) You know, her, her bona, uh, bona fides, like where she like worked and all these things. Dude, I'm like, what? Kind of like that past experience. This is insane. Right. Yeah. Who she were. It was just nuts. Because um, she was for the Department of Defense and she like was pretty high ranking. Correct. Right? I mean, she made some statements that she that she um, re- or f- I think it ended up through like process of deduction and timelines and stuff, I think I deduced to, like, she had reported to, like, I think it was Corporal Lance Smith or something like that in North Carolina. I tried to reach out to him for confirmation, but she's like, yeah, I I flew to, in some comment on Reddit, it was like, so-and-so can confirm that I flew to them to give them a, you know, a a briefing under Mm -hmm. their request, and it was the head of, I can't remember at this time, there's been so many things that have happened since then. But I remember being like, yo, that is in, that's just insane who she is reporting to and who are flying her down to specifically give them a briefing. So, yeah. like, wild stuff. Yeah. But back to your question. So, there was an, another cat there who was like a vlogger. He threw a lab mic on her, too. He, he interviewed her, interviewed her under a tree afterwards. Um, but I don't think that footage ever made it to YouTube. I don't... It's never wow. popped up. Something cropped up at one point that kind of wigged me out. And so I happened to have that vlogger's number and had reached out and just said, Oh, hey, did whatever. Did XYZ say XYZ to you? Uh, and... They were like, oh, no, no. And they're like, oh, yeah, I still haven't done anything with that. And this was, like, months and months afterwards. So yeah. as far as I know, there's, there's like, maybe some additional interview footage from under a tree there. We, but. we asked her if we could interview her. And at one point it was a yes, but then ultimately it was a no. Okay. Okay. I know she's... So that's where you're limited to just the press conference. Yeah. I know... She's been kind of, like, reticent. I think she got a little more attention even than she first bargained for, you know? So, because at first she was kind of gung-ho and we were seeing her, like, in even giving, like, written interviews, Mm -hmm, you know? And then she kind of just dropped off the radar for quite a while. Yeah. The internet can be pretty vicious. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, her her also, like, during that press conference, like, she had some wild things to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I mean, you know, to put it lightly, like, for sure. And I mean, especially, like, talking about, like, the different levels of densities and things like that, yeah. right? 
And then Jordan and I were talking about before, before even this interview. Like it came down to where she had mentioned like that third level of uh, third density level uh, versus the fourth level, and basically it was like uh, you know like we need to be prepared because like uh, what what was it specifically? Um, like we need to make the choice of who we are and what path to go down, and like it almost like and I, you know I don't I don't want to misinterpret it obviously, right? But it almost sounds like this is the end of, you know, human civilization as we know it, because we're going to be enlightened when it comes to, like, this next level, yeah. once we're level, level level four density and everything. Like, that to me was, it was really hard to listen to. Um, it was extreme, I mean, it was, it was, it was fascinating. Like, I loved, I loved listening to it, but, like, it was very hard to, like, comprehend, because, like, with that layer of thinking, um, and this is where, you know, we, we both, like, Jordan and I have different approaches when we come to this show and like and I'm on that like you know when it comes to like more aliens and things like that I, I'm, I'm always looking for that like higher level of thinking and trying to like branch out of like what's the norm and what sounds acceptable versus what's yeah. not um, and like that even to me was like wow this is this is pretty intense well, I mean <laughs> we talk about this a lot but like okay I think there are aliens out there being how large the universe is right so if there was an alien species oh, doubt, that started sure. the same trajectory as humanity but started a thousand years before them just think of like where we as humanity would be from a thousand years from now technology right. and I, it's life would be different like the, the human existence and species we know now would be extinct from what exists then yeah See, I, I have like I have this this path that Jordan and I have been talking about, and like that I've been working on. I've been working on writing over the last couple of years, which is the concept of like you have like this kind of Titan base, but like the timekeepers that are essentially like as you um, who was it uh, uh, Clifford Mahuti was talking about um, you know the what was it the like the Zuni Pueblo like the, they're like their way of thinking. And you have the star people, right? And the like, essentially, the star people are almost seen as like these observers. You know, they're they're there to recognize these periods of time and help keep people like the human existence on a specific timeline, like yeah. and keep right. And so, and that's like that's that whole like level of thinking that I like I said that I'm on with like these timekeepers. They're they're essentially like the same type of thing when it comes to these observers that make sure to hit pivotal points without human or with within like throughout the human history to make sure our we reach these monumental moments right and and i think that's some, that's something definitely important to take away like yeah like you mentioned like aliens are obviously real, <laughs> you know and and that's obviously i'm gonna say that you know because that's where i'm at the odds sure. are yeah certainly and, not, I, and you know, like, six computers jordan don't I laugh know. at them <laughs> <I know. laughs> You know, but no, but we 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 talk about this. We get into like these like these spots where like we like, and I'm just like, man, it's it's there. Like I'm gonna tell you, it's there. But no, like it's just also that that le- that level of thinking as well. It's like looking at you know if if you want to look at like all these like tribal and indigenous peoples, like the way that they think and the way that they've kind of looked throughout things throughout history and everything, like it lines up. You know, it, it definitely lines up for sure. And so. How many cultures have like these deities, these gods they've worshipped? You know, Christianity, all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can call it what you will, and there's similar, there's differences in their 
their you know the spirituality of it and everything but like <clears throat> what's the difference between that and a star person or whatever it's yeah. just like the person's life and experiences and where they grew up and everything influences that but they could all be mm-hmm. speaking about essentially the same thing yeah it's basically another higher life form mm-hmm. right like any any way you look at it right yeah. which yeah i understand that too for sure but yeah, that's I, I was just kind of piggybacking off of what yeah. you're saying, like you know whether like this like this alien race is like a thousand years ahead of us, or they've been able to travel throughout like these like blips in time, and are able to see like this infinite or like finite amount of time to like see past, present, and future. Well, right. In the documentary we're currently working on, we talked to um, Tom Carey, right? And okay, I'm that's the other in plain sight. Say, give me that title. There we go. In plain sight. I I want to see that one too. Once oh, you guys get done. done. I, I just want to see them all, man. Like send them all. We I love. We it. touched on this the subject of like, well, if aliens are just humanity evolved, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. And they're mm-hmm. just out of time or in different time. He he brought up the concept of extra temporal. Am I getting that right again, Tyler? Extra I think temporal. you always put the wrong emphasis on the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. I always do that. Temporal, I do that every like, time. And you say temporal or something, but <laughs> I I think it's because I'm I like shrimp tempura. Like yeah, that's shrimp. that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> temporal, yeah. And so like the word gets a little close to that. I'm like, man, I could really eat some fucking yeah. sushi right now. Yeah. <laughs> right, man. Some fried yeah, sushi so, for sure. Uh, yep. But the concept was really cool and interesting to me. Because uh, it kind of touches on uh, what John Ramirez said, who we also interviewed, but he talks about hybrids and potential for that. And so they could both be like one in the same. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think like you know this this like half like boosted alien race that's like almost mixed with like a human life form. That's it's this like this lifespan evolved sort of thing where they can see like all the mistakes that the human race has made, but also one up it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. For sure, man. And I'm yeah, I'm just want piggybacking on the whole like, yeah, what what like what will be commonplace for us in a thousand years? And so I think of things like quantum entanglement, right? And spooky action mm-hmm. at a distance. I, I and love that, that yep, idea. I can right. spin an electron mm-hmm. here in, in in my room and in your office. There's an electron spinning counterclockwise simultaneously, and we can't see the thread that connects them. But there yeah. is some connection. And so it's like, bro, um, yeah, in a thousand years, when we have stuff like that figured out, we have the instrumentation to detect that stuff. And then we can, yeah, mm-hmm. we can uh, move from point A to point B just by, like, dropping. Exactly. Right? And yeah. we're not even using propulsion or the whole idea of, like, you know, maybe... If there's a fourth dimensional being, right, like an interdimensional, and so if to dumb it down to like a two, you know, if we're in the 2D sandbox and it's just squares and circles and stuff, and if we sit a cup down, right, in like that sandbox, the ants in the sandbox, like they don't see the, like that cup came out of nowhere, right? Right. And they don't see a cup. I mean, that sliver. They just see a sliver. And then when I move that cup around that sandbox, same deal. They think there's some sort of propulsion moving this thing, zipping, right? But, like, they just don't see the big picture. They can't even comprehend it. 
because they're in 2D world thinking of 2D stuff. And so we're in yeah. a 3D world thinking of 3D stuff. And so, I, like, I'm of the, just like of the, the, the nature of like, man, I, I'd like to like not really rule out anything, man. The whole like idea of yeah. quantum entanglement. I feel like that makes telepathy pretty darn possible. The fact that the United States government was like spending millions of dollars studying uh, remote viewing for like two decades. I feel like, well, there must yeah, have been a uh, little we, something we to that. Too, and yeah. even if that little something is like only increasing the odds of that coin flip from 50% to 54%, dude, it means there's something there. That yeah. extra 4%, like, it, it somehow we are creating our reality, manifesting it. And that's why, like, with Chris and these documentaries, he's more negative. I'm spinning electrons, dog. They're getting millions of views, bro. <laughs> millions of views. Don't even don't like, even invite don't even invite that garbage into our universe. These are great documentaries. Yeah. All the podcasts we've been on have loved them. So why wouldn't everybody else love them? This is what these people watch, this right? And so I feel we give a fresh perspective mm-hmm. by tell, letting people just share their own personal stories. And it's cool, like I just love the idea that like the government is coming out and disclosing this more. Pilots are talking about it more. Yeah. We're getting military uh, like um, instrumentation recording these things, right? So like, you know, I, I feel like some of these personal stories, I hope they kind of get more weight as well and people just feel comfortable being like, oh, dude, that thing that happened to me that I just wrote off is like, dude, I can't even think about it because I'll think I'm crazy. There's no way that happened. Well, maybe they can start talking about this experience. More people find out that, Mm -hmm. wow, this might not be nearly as unique as we're led to believe. I don't know. I hope we have some sort of positive impact impact like that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I think it it opens up a segue, and I was just going to you know, kind of talk about, like, you were mentioning, like, you have a coin that's here that's also flipped there. Like, we talk a lot about, like, extra dimensional, extra dimensional veils and things like that. Um, you know, that, that I think are, you know, are apparent um, in modern day, for sure. Um, whether or not, like, we can utilize those to, like, their fullest potential. Um, I think, I think we're not there yet, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, yeah, it, it definitely raises and bears it bears a lot of questions in that regard. Um, but I I love that idea. Like, it's it's such a cool concept, and I think like maybe we'll get there. We'll we'll learn how to utilize and manipulate time to like be able to do that. Like these beings that are able to like you know whether they're traveling through like black holes in time, you know, like you know manipulating time to that like that extent or whatever. Um, and I, I just, it's, it's such a cool concept to me. I love, it sounds like you, you like, you've listened to Lou Elizondo's cig- burning cigarette, uh, yes. comparison to how they're experiencing yeah. time, like, you know, past, present, and future. And it's burned because it's mm-hmm. like burning unevenly, right? Yeah. Um, but that's what I just think of when, when you're bringing it. Yeah. It's like, dude. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's that same same basic concept. Now, I did I did have uh, just another question, or well, I guess a couple a couple of quick questions here. Um, so, I was curious with the with the idea of this conscious contact, what made you guys go that route uh, for when it comes to exposure? 
like going the conscious contact route versus like a you know like any I guess any other means. Right? You mean like a nuts and bolts? Yeah, just yeah. seeing right, yeah. objects in the sky type of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, destiny, bro. Because the conscious contact is like it's a whole other, like it's a whole other like just you avenue. know like avenue, yep. which I think is the coolest coolest route to take for sure. But I was just curious, like I, I said, why you guys would I, I think I like the concept. I think it makes sense to me. I mean, it sounds like really woo nowadays because it sounds like very spiritual and there's a sense of spirituality to it. But I don't oh, know. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it all goes back to like, okay, a thousand years from now, <clears throat> would how would we communicate? What would be the best way of communicating? Because right now, the way we communicate is we have to come up with sounds that we sort of all understand mean the same thing and then combine all those sounds into a thing that's supposed to make even more sense to what I'm seeing in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's very primitive if you think about it. Like yeah, t- talking, like we, it's, yep. we, I can't show you what's in my head. But a thousand years from now, maybe I can. And if I'm able to do that, like that seems like it makes so much more sense to me. And so if, a, if an advanced species is out there and it wants to communicate with us i don't think it's going to show up and and use its mouth and say words that sound just make sounds i think it's going to directly implant its thoughts or whatever it's trying to convey into our heads yeah but yeah that's yeah i think it was destiny though we didn't go into like yeah we were going to make the seven gates of hell we were just going to do something paranormal right yeah and it was just anjali and then stumbled to sue walker and then by that time i'm like chris what do you think conscious contact full disclosure he's like yep that sounds good and uh we just sue led to clifford mahooty led to yep john polk and then lampy 1947 i mean yeah it felt like Mm -hmm. fate man this documentary was just supposed to be made it's those like weird synchronicities Mm -hmm. that lead you to like outside of where you even had planned to go right like altered your route that like you guys were going to take with the whole thing dude totally Uh, totally i mean how are we even here on your podcast right now bro this was not on anybody's five-year plans yeah you know nine ten months ago like this wasn't even on your Mm -hmm. you know yeah Right, like you got you guys hit us up a couple weeks ago, and we're just like, man, okay. Like we checked it out, and we're like, dude, like this, this is solid. Like you know, like it, it, I, I was I was impressed. I Jordan was impressed, and like I said, I mean, it sounds like you guys have a lot of cool stuff in the works. That I definitely want to check out. Um, and I know, you know, obviously, like we can always get you back on. We can discuss things later on, but like. Yeah, like you, you're right at the route that like we're going like this 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 niche within like this fourteen fourteen community that you know like we're developing. You guys are also going that down that same route, like even whether it was intentional or not, right? Yeah, like you honestly, you guys like hit both each of us in our soft spot with the two docs that you said. yeah with that like it, it lined up perfectly, and then. The Sasquatch one will bring yes. you guys together, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys meet in the middle. Yeah, yeah man. Like, for like real. Slurping for sure. the uh, spaghetti noodle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, no, like, uh, I want to, like, honestly, when it comes to the UFO stuff, I, I struggle a little bit when it, when it comes to the, when it gets to a point where I, where it starts to feel like, almost like fan fiction to me. The, like, Corey Good and the Dante and... You know, and Anjali, Anjali's stuff gets close to that for me. You know what I mean? Because it's so out of, it's just so out of left field, right? Like, um, and it's so detailed, I think, is the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Because I, I think, and that might just be conditioning of after decades of hearing these like very vague, very you know quick contact stories, to suddenly be faced with this like detailed report, right? Of these various races and different species and all it starts to yeah, feel like yeah. fan fiction to me right and that's where i start struggling with it but well i i mean yes i i hear you with that and um i think the the difference here for me was that like jolly like went to the lincoln memorial gave a press conference mm-hmm. and she has a government background and so it's not just some like random person yeah you know it's not right yeah some just random person out there spouting stuff exactly so it's yeah. like this is just too interesting not yeah. to not to let people hear absolutely is our perspective right. that's yeah. why I, that's why i said her stuff kind of borders on that because i think if not mm-hmm. for her her serious background it i i would immediately honestly i would take her story and drop it in the same bucket with like cory good and and people like that that is but then, then that is perfect like that is exactly what we wanted to do. By the end of the movie, we wanted to people just say, "Okay, you might not have all the answers or whatever, but you've opened my mind to the possibilities." Yeah. And I think we did a great job. What we found in like through these advanced screeners, it's been real great that dude, we give a great mix of interviews or the subjects that we interview. So it's like, "Oh, bro, if Anjali's not your cup of tea, the, like a couple of the other like everybody kind of has their own favorite right yeah. and it's kind of it's been neat for us to for me at least personally to hear who somebody's favorite was I'm like oh I wouldn't have pegged you for a Sue Walker I wouldn't have pegged you for a Clifford Mahuti or whoever it was yeah. like so it's cool yeah. I think we do a good job of giving a good mix so yeah if, if, if somebody's personal story and experience isn't for you you know it's yeah. Whatever. There's a number of different people in there, and somebody will resonate with you for sure. I think um, right. what really drew me into into the documentary, despite my you know my aversion to some some of the the material, is the conscious contact route. Is that's the one that I resonate with the most when it comes to UFO right. stuff. That's that's why and, I had that. Yeah, question. and right. I think yeah. that comes from after reading like hundreds, maybe thousands of ufo sightings you know reports over the years it it's so or even bouts with like the eighth tower too and like that level of but like it's so common to to hear that when someone sees that when they spot a ufo in the sky they feel like it knows you're looking at it Mm -hmm. you know that's a thing you hear over and over again in these reports is like i could i could feel it I could feel it there, not just see it. Like, there's some kind of connection there. And conscious contact makes so much sense to me in that, mm-hmm. you know, in that vein. Because it's, and that gets glossed over a lot, by, especially like the nuts and bolts UFO people just kind of seem to forget that those details are in almost every report. Yeah. Those details are there. And I think the problem is, is like those nuts and bolts kind of people are seeing everything from their perspective of what exists yeah. nowadays, what technologies we have available that we understand. And so, like, how could you possibly, like, you wouldn't have an understanding of what another yeah. alien's technology would be. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, for sure. I know. Dude, when we're on Neuralink version 10 yeah. here in, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> in 15 years, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. we will be yeah. communicating telepathically. Yeah. I don't, so, like, 
I mean, even Sue Walker has that, like, that course on communicating telepathically, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and I'll leave you with this. Like, I did that, and I had two very unique experiences. Because I, I, before I went to, you know, interviewer, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be open-minded. I'm going to read this Telepathy mm-hmm. 101 primer. For anybody listening, it's on officialfirstcontact.com. That's their website, yep. and it's under the download section. It's like 272 uh, slides it's or something, really, but it's like it's really cool. It's like a like, picture and two words. You can yeah. digest the whole thing in ten minutes. But yeah, I had like I just had two far out experiences that I really can't explain. I wouldn't say they were death, definitely telepathy, but the one this like extraterrestrial like air image of an extraterrestrial popped up like in front of me with my eyes closed, like five feet in front of me, which was trippy because. As a filmmaker, I picture everything like up in my mind's eye, like up here. So I was like, whoa, what? And it was like the extraterrestrial image was like not something I had ever seen before. Like in pop culture, like I'm racking my brain. I'm like, yo, where would my mind have pulled that from? That's crazy. Yeah. Like I've never seen anything like that. And then the other one was like, yeah, tried it a second time uh, a few days later and like, yeah, water droplets. I'm feeling like water's like falling on my arm. Like peek my eye open, confirm there's water droplets. Like not tons, but a couple. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. I'll wrap this up. Um, and I was under a tree, so I'm kind of thinking, man, I'm not sure how there's droplets here. Hairs on the back of my neck standing up. It's like, yeah, this is kind of weird. But I'll wrap this up and uh, go check the pool and like just confirm it's raining so I can stop wigging out. And yeah, dude, like wrapped it right up, went and looked in the pool. I'm like, Dude, there's no rain anywhere. I'm under a tree. I don't know. It was. It was like, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah. it's something cool. It's, if you want to try it, it yeah, it it's definitely like it opens up your eyes a little bit. You know, like at least like maybe more so opens up your mind just a little bit to like maybe some of these things, like whether how far fetched they are or not, maybe there's some possibility there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, bro. I, like let's let's just lay it all out there like this. So I had reached out to you guys, didn't hear back. No big deal, right? Because everybody's busy. We go and in, we go and film um, last week. Eric Mintel for uh, uh, an interview for In Plain Sight, the intelligence community and UFOs. Like the next day or two days later, I see he's on your your show, right? Yeah, and then here we are. You guys get back to me. Oh, hey, yeah, man. Yep, we'll have you. But it's like, I don't know, dude. That that's just insane. Like you can't script that, right? Yep. Like his his interview is actually coming out this Friday. With us? Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. That's far (laughs) out. But there's another another crazy thing. But yeah, just another synchronicity where it's like, dude, I can't. Yeah, like. Is that some sort of like, yeah, form of, yeah, we are, all our minds are connected, man. Right. You know, in the fact that, yes. Are you getting like, are you getting called, like, do you ever get text messages or calls occasionally from somebody? Like, you know, you just happen to think of them. You haven't thought of them or talked to them in months. And that happens all too, like all too frequently to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And I always, I'm like, oh dude, it happens. Yeah. It feels like that happens. Somehow the odds are like in the favor of like oh man that that just seems very yeah unlikely to happen by chance yeah so 
So I know, Jordan, we, we interrupted what you were saying for a minute and kind of went off on a tangent. And no, I don't know that's... if you wanted to wrap that up or if you still had no, anything that was, to it. That was it. I mean, I was just... That I was just talking about that connection that people have when they see, you know, even if it's just like a tiny little light in the sky that they're seeing, they feel like mm-hmm. that it's looking at them as much as they're looking at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a very yeah. common, like, common in interpretation, I guess, maybe. Uh, like, yeah, just a common assumption. Yeah, right? I mean, um, I think that, that tiny detail re- recurring so frequently to me just completely destroys the nuts and bolts ufo theory it it has to be more than that in my opinion because that same thing happening that frequently it it has to mean something you know yeah exactly and that's just from the people like talking about it like you guys are in this right like you understand social media and engagement it's like, bro, you're reaching a lot more people than the number of people that give you thumbs up. So same deal, or the people commenting. It just, mm-hmm. it takes yeah. a certain person or a certain gumption or a certain act, a nudge to get somebody to take action. So the fact that that many people are reporting sightings and feeling like they're watched, there's some sort of intelligence to it, Right. It's like, oh, dude, there's probably 10 to 100, right, for every one of those yep. easily. Mm-hmm. Just because, man, I saw it, like, 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 um, and you just have to write it off. Like, during one of the secrets of the Sasquatch campouts, um, well, actually, the person had canceled. So I just went out by myself. And as I'm setting this, this tent up um, in, like, 20-degree weather, I see, like, a U- FO, bro. This light going from like right to left. I'm like, oh, dude, that's kind of bright. That's, I don't know what it is, but whatever. I got to get this thing set up or I'm going to die. Um, (laughs) I got to get a fire started. And then it like stopped and like, like went down some stop, went down some stop. It was real trippy. Tried to get the phone out, record it. But like, same deal. Like, I didn't report it to MUFON despite being a filmmaker and knowing of MUFON. You you know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, I know all these things, and I still didn't report it because I had to like stay alive right. and get this fire busy. Built, so I didn't freeze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I made a quick post on Reddit to see if anybody like, you know, I, I don't know, somebody said they had seen it as well. I think um, out in that area, but either way, it's like, right, dude, all those people are saying that, and man, I feel like there's a lot, a lot more yeah. that are just keeping it to themselves and have written it off as. Uh, yeah, it must have been a figment of my imagination. Yeah, and I think you have to take into consideration like we're this like slow disclosure movement over the last five this years is or the so. Segue. I'm a, I yeah. was about to touch so on. Yes, it. We're already taking for granted how accepted the idea of UFOs are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like even 15 years ago, most people, a vast majority of people might you know be reticent about making a report because they would think people would honestly think they were insane you know what i mean yep. and it's not thankfully it's not as much like that today sure. but we're talking about you know centuries of people who don't want to be ridiculed so they don't report things you know mm-hmm. so even with the vast libraries of of reports of anomalous you know experiences that we have that has to be a tiny fraction of what human beings have actually experienced. 100%. I mean, it's like 1% of YouTube viewers leave yeah. a comment. 
So like, that, there's very like no barrier to entry yeah. there. So just think of it. Yeah, it's, it's got to be exponentially higher. Although yeah. I think you're just as likely so to I, get ridiculed leaving a YouTube comment as you are reporting a UFO. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> They're the worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I, I did have a, a just to kind of piggyback off of that or that segue into this. Um, my question was, how do you feel like this this way that we've been taking the soft approach um, in comparison to what you're doing with conscious contact, you know, or you know, like with with that kind of full disclosure approach? Like, how do you feel? I'm trying to think of the best way to word it because I, I just had it, but how do you feel like this is in comparison to that? Like, do you feel that the approach that you guys have taken with this with this doc? being open to the idea of con like you know this consciousness like this collective consciousness versus like this kind of soft approach that everyone else like especially like to the stars academy and to the stars media and everything is like they're going with this like slow slow gradual push versus just out there like yeah we have these like ponty people we have like these different types of peoples and everything and this is how they're focusing and like they're getting into social media and all this like other stuff like, how do you feel this is affecting, you know, the way that people the way that people perceive this? Well, for me, I mean, I'm I can't answer how people perceive it. I can answer you how I want people to perceive it. I guess that, that's that's more yeah. so what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, but for me, it's like these people are telling their truth and believe what they're saying. They're very sincere, and I can I can see that they're being honest. And so it's not up for me to determine whether or not. It's it's honestly the truth of what's happening or not, but I think their stories should be told and be heard and let people decide. Um, and as you get older, like I just my I have more open to different perspectives because I feel like a lot of people have these bubbles they live in and stuff, and they don't get out, they don't travel, and they don't see the world is very different all over the place, and everybody grows up differently and everything, and so everybody has a different perspective. Um, and so just hopeful, like you'll at least give these people a chance because I think by the end of the film, there's like a really positive message that we built to. Um, and so we're just hoping that people open their minds. I think that's why the storytelling in your documentaries is, is so impactful is because I it's going to say it's very it's impactful. more about yeah. like, it's more about sort of riding the wave of these, this series of, of, subjective truths right it's not about this this one big monolithic this is the case right it's right. like these these are human experiences that you're going through and which are all equally valid whether they corroborate each other or differ from each other wildly right it's about like that person in that moment giving their experience and i think 100%. you guys do that really well Oh, that thank you. That man. means That's a awesome. lot, dude. And we just yeah, we we hope that you know, like that's another thing, dude. Is that we love, like, and I love, I love meeting these people, man. And I love getting them in a mindset of like, dude, like, yeah, it's not easy to talk about this stuff, right? And so you could have right. the most interesting story, but if you can't tell it on camera. It just it doesn't make for a good documentary, dude. So I hope people notice, like, just yeah. that man. These people 
did really well and they should be proud of themselves if they were able to share like you said their subject like their experiences but like dude i'll be damned if it's not their realities right because like that's what happened yeah. to them like and if those things happen to i they- love your guys's passion yeah like that's that's what's really really awesome like and especially like tyler like listen to you like you're like man like this is how it is like we're we're pumped about like i love that dude like that's that's so cool like you guys you guys are obviously always the bride doing things bride. never the bride right tyler is <laughs> every every podcast everything we ever do everybody says man tyler i love your energy no no i'm, I'm talking to i'm talking to both of you guys because yeah, no. you know, I mean, chris, you also chris have, like, if we are all one it's you receive that compliment as well dog. <laughs> collectively it's you guys together for sure and that's what i'm saying like i love the drive because you guys are doing something that wasn't intentional it was a whole other avenue you were gonna take, but like you've you've done this, 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 and this, like, and now you guys have all these other projects lined up, like that we're over here like pining at the teeth, like we're we want to get into this, we want like we want we we want to be like feeding off this and watching these things oh, you, you guys are releasing because you guys are doing such a fantastic yeah, job to come out to Indiana yeah. for sure, come out to Indiana, man, dude, it's yeah, it's a, it's exactly. a good yin and exactly. yang, you know how you said like. Jordan and Ryan, you guys are kind of opposites, right? More into the history or more into the the right, yeah, and we, stuff like you that. Know, we both have our specific like areas that we we both like excel in. And that, the, like collectively us together, it just yeah, yeah creates a really really fantastic balance. right. And it's a great show and a great product. And that's what Chris and I Thank do. You. It's like, oh man, with. With like a, you know, I just have a background in like marketing and in sales and different things like that. And then, uh, and I like to talk to people, and I'm not afraid for people like to say no. Like that doesn't hurt my feelings if I ask somebody for an interview, right. and they're like, "Oh, sorry, I'm busy." I'm like, "Okay, no worries." I'm of the mindset of like, "Oh, dude, if I ask enough people, somebody will say yes." Yeah. Um, and and uh, that marketing background yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh, dude <laughs> you you ask I, enough times enough no's yeah. turn, turn and if i'm coming yes, from a right? good place yeah. like i only i don't know i just i love what i'm doing right so like i'm just talking to these people like hey man dude i'd love to sit down with you and let you help shape you know the narrative of this film and so people a lot of times are just genuine like dude that's really cool that you would you would reach out and ask me um, but then Chris, on the other hand, right? So, like, he helps keep me in check sometimes and uh, bring me back down, right? Or I That's help lift him up. Important. And then Chris's background yes. with graphic design, dude, like our posters, dude, if I had to, if I was making posters, it would, you could see, like, I'd send him a concept one. And Chris, like, takes my little <laughs> stick drawing and makes this badass in plain sight poster. It's what he does. Yes, that's awesome. And he, and that's like, exactly how Ryan and I work. Yeah, yeah, I'm good for editing short trailers, like, but if I got to grind a long cut, Chris, he can do it. He's the man that can do it. Like we just have certain strengths, and it's it's awesome. Right. We can lean into yeah. it, man. And uh, there are a lot of like there there are a lot of similarities in what you're describing between the two of you and how we operate. Because like mm-hmm. I'm Tyler, I'm you. <laughs> I'm like for real. Like Let's go. I. I'm good for editing like a half hour of audio. If it's like a full blown episode with sound design and all that, I'm like Ryan. That's all you. Like, <laughs> that's you. I was gonna say like Chris and I were over here like before the show geeking out on like 
you know, audio stuff yeah. and like just talking about <laughs> and that. And I was just sitting here twiddling and, my like, thumbs. He knows like my struggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, and even with like what you mentioned about like sending a little concept and then he turns it into something beautiful, right? Like we do yeah. the same thing. The same thing. I'm like, what about this in the middle and like something around behind in the background? And he just turns it into something gorgeous in like an hour. And yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I think, <sighs> yeah. I was going to say, if nothing else, I think you guys' passion is apparent in just your output rate is is insane. Thank you. Like, Thank you. There's no way that you could put out what you're about to finish your fifth dock in yeah in, yeah it would be your fifth yeah. in like nine months eight months something yeah. like that and like, even like the gettysburg yeah. thing you're talking about getting the majority of your footage in one night i'm like how is that <laughs> yeah. possible but there's no way you could meet that output rate if it wasn't something you love doing yeah. you know i agree yeah. oh, i agree yeah. Yeah. and i hope everybody sees like that we really love it like dude there's not like the quality doesn't suffer. I mean, dude, if we wanted to just download stock B-roll and write a, a you know an hour and ten minute oh, narration, I mean, yeah, that's easy enough to do. We could, we could but, do that. Like, what is that going to do for yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. that's exactly. nothing. It's yeah. like, bro, we're trying to whatever. Like, dude, I've been saying since we cranked this company out, dude, Dockside Media, the dopest documentary production company this side of the Milky Way. Dig it, Dougie, <laughs> Dynamic, let's dopest. go. Because, dude, like. <laughs> I feel if we think that, there's no shame in want to, in that being our goal. Dude, let's... Yeah. No, you and, have to And Chris is like, up, in right? the beginning, Chris is like, bro, yeah. I think we can maybe get two docs out a year. I'm like, dog... Man, dude, we're getting at least six. At least six. And I haven't left the office since. And I'll be done. Here we are nine months later. We got five. And so I... I just don't like to limit ourselves, right? And I hope yeah. other people yeah. don't limit themselves either, man. Like, if you really, really try and you really believe, like, if you think, like, bro, I can do this. I can do this. I'm telling you, it increases the odds exponentially of that outcome happening. It just does. Man, I I feel that same thing because we're pushing out two episodes a week to the public and then multiple episodes just to our patron, like our patrons wow, as well, yeah, yeah. like of different shows yeah. that aren't even our normal shows. So like, I feel that like you push yourself and like you, you like, you're that passionate, like that adamant on getting these things out. Like you have a, you have a message you want to send. Yeah. And like, you know, you, you get to that point, like, you're gonna get there. You're definitely you're you're gonna push yourself to get that message out, right? Yeah. And you guys are showing that tremendously. And I'm sure you guys are seeing like other other production operations putting out like one, two documentaries a year and it feels mm-hmm. like you're like kind of flying by them, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's the same with us when we see like you know, a podcast that we really love and it's like you're putting out an hour and a half of content a month. Right. And we're over here, like, literally, our goal by by mid-year this year is we're to be putting out 16 episodes a month. Like a, as a full-time job. Wow. Yeah. 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 You know, like, so, outside of our day-to-day, like, our, our normal jobs and everything that we do, like, so, you know, it's just, it's that drive. You know, it's what pushes yeah. you. And that's what sets you aside from, you know, other others that are maybe putting out good content. But like the drive's not quite there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's not it's not where you know you are at that point. 
we're also, you know, it's just two people. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no team bureaucracy. There's no production company. That makes a difference. So it's like, we we definitely have the flexibility there, but I hope even though it's just us two, like the quality still stands up to some of these bigger productions. Yeah. Well, I can say it absolutely does. Thank you. Exactly. I was going to say just in the two that you guys have sent us, like it's, it's literally on par with like some of our favorite, you know, favorite films and releases that have been out. Like, yeah, you guys are there. That's, that's why I want to stay on top of it. I want to see some more. I want to get you guys back. We'll talk about some more stuff later on. Like you have some of these awesome conversations and hopefully not take too much of your time. Ah, No, we love this, man. When you guys are dropping that Sasquatch documentary. And yeah, you're definitely getting links. Yeah, no, you're yeah. getting that after the show. I'll send that when we get off. You'll you'll get the video. Yeah, well, you awesome. can have it now. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. We don't have a date for that one yet. We have to do the deliverables to the distributor. All right, and then yeah, no, that's that's understandable yeah. for sure. You know, there's there's a lot that goes into play that people don't understand. Yeah, when you guys set a date, uh, we need to set a date to have you back on sounds, for sure. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, we will. Great. We will. Yeah. For I sure. would love to talk so, uh, with you guys. Yeah, man. I know. I know your Twitter is at Dockside Media. Is that all of your uh, all of your social media at Dockside We're Media? We're pretty busy on Facebook as well. So facebook.com slash Dockside Media. That's D O C S I D E Media. All right. So campers, check them out at Dockside Media again at D O C S I D E M E D I A. Uh, check them out. Also, docksidemedia.com, right? Yep. I believe it's your website. Yep. Links are on there to order, right? Well, we'll have links to all of your socials and everything in the episode description. So anyone who wants to check it out, just hit that episode description. And just one more time, conscious, uh, the conscious contact full disclosure released today, April well, now April 20th, but April 19th, 2022. Happy 4-20, uh, everybody. Platforms again. <laughs> uh, remind us one more time, all the platforms that it's available on. So Conscious Contact Full Disclosure is on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Microsoft, and Voodoo. And the Ghost of Gettysburg will be on those as well on April 26th. Awesome. Excellent. You heard it here, guys. Please go check them out. They are fantastic. Both are incredible docs, uh, full of such rich information. Uh, very, very well put together, guys. Thank you so much for being being on Thank the show. You. Thanks for having uh, us, guys. It, it's it's been awesome, and yeah. I know we, we went over even what we normally do, but like, yeah, I would I would love to just continue to talk with you guys. So yeah, anytime. Yeah. Oh, I could keep going. I got energy for days, baby. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content, behind the scenes, we're just keeping up on our day-to-day, and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. 
at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at Campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown. unknown.